He's gotten slapped on stage. <laughs> wow. Nice introduction, Chris. <laughs> I adore you. <laughs> I would never dream of... I think you just... keep getting cast in those yeah. parts on purpose. I, I do tend to get... Uh, <laughs> and you do them very well. used comic relief. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before we really dive in... Um, you two should probably explain yourselves. Uh, not explain yourselves. I'm sorry. <laughs> Introduce yourselves. Explain yourselves, two of the three founders of Ghost <laughs> We'll get to that. Um, but uh, you two should probably introduce yourselves in your own words and voice, uh, if only because it then makes it easier for listeners to figure out who is who later on. Hopefully we don't sound alike. But, uh, my name is Kim Boschman, or I go by K in the theater world. And I'm one of the original founders of Ghostlight Players, as Chris mentioned, and uh, it was kind of actually my idea to start this whole thing. Um, I'm not really sure what I was thinking, but uh, it turned out pretty great. Um, and what is it, 12 years later? I think it's been 12 years. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's like 12 shows. Yeah, yeah well, definitely 12 shows. Um, so, yeah, 12 years later, here we are. And I, I was the... Um, for the company itself, I'm the managing director, uh, so I, ha- I handle the money and you know logistics and meetings and stuff like that and just general management of things but for shows I usually my passion is stage management uh, so that's usually what I do and that's what I'm doing on this show as well the, our latest show which will be our last show over to you Cliff that's right my name's Cliff Dyke I am the third uh, founding uh, wheel of the tricycle that is uh, <laughs> Ghost Light Players um, and uh, in this show I'm uh, the producer uh what really means I'm half the producer because Kat is the other half of the producing uh, role. And I'm also one of the actors in the play. I play a man named Marcus. Um, with regard to Ghostlight, uh, I am the pendulum between Kay and Kat. Uh, Kay's business sense and Kat's artistic desires. And I, I sort of have one foot in each camp and try to uh, let them work together in a way that works. So I don't really know what I do other than that. <laughs> He's being modest. He always is. He helped us establish the company legally and all the paperwork. Oh, and He handles all the difficult things that Kat and I don't want to go near. So I'll just add that. From my experience with Cliff, this is very true, but he will always describe himself as the guy who gets hit in the gut in the show. <laughs> well, no, you guys have said that, but it, that is true. I do get hit at least once in every show. Yeah. Glad we were able to continue that tradition on in this one as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's go back. Uh, you mentioned it was your idea to find yeah. Ghostlight Players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've heard the story. Uh, it's, it's like hearing, like, the Christmas story at this point where it just 
all warm and nostalgic every show when I hear it. But uh, I'm not sure the listeners at home have heard it. So if you'd like, yeah. you can intercut. Okay. Kay doesn't like to be interrupted. <laughs> I know. I'm putting you in danger, Cliff. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I remember Kat and I used to do a lot of shows together. We were kind of like auditioning as a pair, a director, stage manager pair for a while there. And we were doing some show. I can't remember what. And there were always, there was, we, you know, with any theater show or company, you always have challenges and you have to work through them. And there's a one, one particular night where we had just had some particularly difficult challenges and we were commuting pretty far away, like an hour away. We were on our way home and we, you know, it was late at night and we carpooled and I just turned to her and I was like, God, I just wish we could do our own thing, you know, like our way, like we should just start our own theater company. <laughs> and then, you know, oddly enough. Uh, two weeks later, the men's fellowship here at the church that we perform at, First Church Marlboro, we're like, hey, you guys do theater and we want to use our space for something more than whatever we do. Um, are you guys interested in doing a show in our space? And I was like, oh my God. Now we have a place to do shows and like we have Kat and I to kind of, you know, put on a show and, you know, we're like, well, maybe we should try this and see if people will come see something that we do on our own. So that's how kind of Ghostlight Players was born. And we realized that, um, you know, Kat and I have been working together for a long time, but we realized that having an even number running a company is dangerous. <laughs> and we were like, who can we bring in to kind of be that tiebreaker, third wheel to keep us sane when we don't agree on something, that sort of thing. And we immediately thought of Cliff because, um, you know, he's a businessman and has a lot of business acumen so we were like hey cliff want to do this with us and luckily he said yes and uh, so, yeah, yeah we uh we had done i, I actually produced for another company oh, obviously the very first show that Kay had ever stage managed um it was the second into the woods right? into the woods it was the second show that i produced for this company uh and i had brought in they had always done everything in-house i was sort of their first out-of-house person uh and i brought in Cat as a director for that, and she brought in Kay as the stage manager. Um, so I thought it was so it was a natural fit um, that uh, they reached out to me also because we had had that experiences together. I think I was probably in the play that Kay and Cat were talking yeah, about. Yeah, you were. Um, and I recall some of the problems, uh, even though I was not on the production staff of, of that. I was I was I was uh, safely ensconced in the acting side of it. Um, <laughs> But uh, so we, we went to dinner and talked about uh, what we might do with the theater company. We and always make huge decisions over did, dinner. We did. We do. <laughs> we, we do a lot of our decision making over food and drink. Uh, and, I, and, and, and we had talked about uh, doing Shakespeare as a, a part of our repertoire, uh, which, of course, both Kat and I are big Shakespeare fans. Uh, and so she Notice he didn't say K. And, and Kay was like, I don't think we should do that. But we ended up doing that. But to be honest, we did our first show, and the entire process was filled with absolute uncertainty. We didn't think anyone would come and audition because uh, we had, I had done all my acting and all my producing on the eastern side of Massachusetts. They had been mostly busy there too. So being in, in the greater Worcester area uh, was. But sort of a new experience, yeah. um, and certainly I don't think I—I uh, had maybe been to Marlboro once before, uh, maybe twice before in my entire life before we started Ghostlight Players. So I, I wasn't certain what the community was going to be like or anything like that. 
So right up until auditions, we didn't think we were going to get anybody. Then even after we, we had great people yeah. choices, we had great choices. We cast a great cast. And even then, we didn't think anyone was going to come uh, and see the show. And see the show. <laughs> but so they did. Uh, so we we while we sort of talked about what we would do in the future, I don't think he, any of the three of us actually thought there was going to be a future. We thought there'd be this one off. We'd fall flat on our faces and say, "Well, that was fun. Let's yeah, move on." Exactly. Um, but then we did Shakespeare, uh, and we tried to do it outside in a park, uh, because that was always a fantasy of mine. I grew up going to outdoor Shakespeare in a park, but that was a park dedicated to theater, uh, as opposed to a city park across the street from a fire station uh, in a town that has fires, apparently. So uh, we, we learned a lot over the years. Yeah. And hurricanes. And hurricanes. Yeah, hurricanes and hurricanes and some kind of park. insect infection virus. Oh, that's right. There, there was, was some, there was that, a that disease that mosquitoes carry. Like, oh yeah, it was yeah. We, we good got, times, yeah, good times. Yeah. So you know, so uh, when you know spectating the show, you get yeah. much more of an opportunity to watch it than Cliff does. A lot. Um, do you ever feel yourselves in that that very not the opening opening, but in the very first scenes when uh, Henry and John, what Henry really goes, we should do this. And John says, no, we can't do this. This yeah. is impossible. Yeah. Does that resonate with any of this? Yeah, definitely. Isn't it? There's another line, too, that Henry says that's like, I think starting this company. His whole line about, yeah, about crossing the Thames, taking the, the tearing down, starting a theater company, using an unknown poet, knocking the theater down to avoid taxes. There's a lot uh, of lines that, whole, that are just soliloquy fits. Make me laugh. There yeah. was another one today, too. I can't remember it, but I was like, oh, that... Oh, the non-profit one. Oh, like, oh, yeah. Companies don't make non non-profit. Yeah, you know, companies aren't not. non-profit. Yeah. It just makes me laugh because it's just so relevant to everything that we've been through as a company right. and as, as founders. Right. Even though we funny. are a non-profit company, we have to make a profit mm-hmm. every show in order to be able to do the next show because one of the things we were committed to right from the beginning was that actors were first so that meant focusing on the process and it also meant trying to minimize actor obligation beyond acting and and doing advertising the show in some way we had worked in companies uh where they you had to pay to act or you had to buy x dollars worth of ads and if you didn't sell them you were obligated to pay for those ads or you know sell them and various things like that we wanted to very much move away from that so we funded our first show ourselves and with the idea again that we would fail um and then if we did make any money we would always only do the next show with money that we had in the bank so if we had a thousand dollars the show couldn't cost more than a thousand dollars we had ten thousand you know whatever the whatever the numbers are um and that way we were never relying on ticket sales to do a show that we were in the middle of so that we wouldn't have to save the cast which we've i've also seen oh yeah we're not really going to be able to do this show that you've been working on because we don't have the money to keep going. Yeah. Back to your original question, though, I just wanted to mention, it's really unbelievable how Kat was able to find this play um, as our last show because yeah. it is so relevant to, to what we're going through. And it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's like fate, right? It is a perfect send-off play. Yeah, absolutely. It ties everything into a nice bow. Yeah. Well, uh, before we go too much further, yeah. we should probably address the elephant in the room that is going to have popped into many. Is this one you make me months. cry? No, not yet. <laughs> no, this one. This one should be. This is this is a softball. Honestly, All right. <laughs> um, 
which many listeners have probably thought um, after hearing several times in these opening episodes that this is the last show yeah. for the Ghostlight Players and that the next show can only cost what the last show made. Mm. Are the Ghostlight Players closing down because of financial insolvency, an inability to work in no. this environment, no. horrible conflicts, no. anything like that? So we... Um, we no, have none of those things. None of those things. We we have we, we will end up giving some money at, to some charity, I'm sure, after this, which is what we always did with our Shakespeare productions and this is our quasi Shakespeare production. Um, no, during um, so a couple of factors have happened. Uh, our lives have changed dramatically in terms of our work obligations mm-hmm. and our locations. I no longer live in the state of Massachusetts. Um, Kat lives I while still in the Massachusetts, I think she lives even further than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some possible relocations uh, of, of, of one of the three of us uh, due to work reasons uh, over to, you know, for even further away. Um, and so we had already gone through a period where Kat had gone to England to study. Um, and Kay and I took a step back uh, in the management of the company. Um, and while everything worked fine, we did not have the camaraderie that we had had when we started because we were not as actively involved in it. And so when Kat came back, we were uh, we were working on a show. Kay was not going to be as involved in that show because of her work obligations, but Kat and I were going to uh, work very hard on um, a rendition uh, of Shakespeare that I'm sure Kat may have told you more about. We were in the process of rehearsals, or not rehearsals, auditions for that when COVID happened. Um, and I still haven't heard if I was cast. Uh, <laughs> um, and and so uh, we had to. We made the decision to close down auditions um, about two or three days before the governor made the decision to close down the state. So yeah. I feel that it was a good decision. Um, and we all thought we all including Kay, because she was involved in the discussion of what to do, even though she wasn't going to work actively on the play. She was still obviously a, a major import in the company. And we all thought, oh, COVID's going to be this two-month thing, three-month thing, six-month thing. We actually, Kat and I, continued with a couple of people working on the play, doing the dramaturgy and, and all kinds of stuff online for probably four and a half months before we realized that this was going to be a much longer pandemic um, and so we closed that down. And then when the pandemic has resolved and things reopened, um, I don't know if Kay came up with the idea of doing a show or Kat came uh, up with an idea of doing a show. Well, one of the two of them called me and said, hey, it's time to do another show. What do you think? And that's about the time we also realized that some of us may be moving further away. And so we decided to commit to one show, make it our final show. Um, but, you know, we might be like a rock band and have more than one final tour. Yeah. Um, so, Come out of retirement right. like Tom Brady. Like you know, I mean, the, the Who did soon. at least seven <laughs> final tours. So uh, I'm a big fan of theirs, too. So we may, we yeah. may, we may be do that. Yeah. I know that is, that is definitely a possibility that has been hopefully floated around uh, several times in previous interviews as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, Cat Cliff and I are lifelong friends. And so the... 
the the chances of us not doing some sort of a collaborative creative project in the future is very small. I would right. imagine, like, because we like having fun and doing this kind of work together, whatever that might be. Right. We've done other kinds of creative projects, right. yeah, not as successfully in terms <laughs> of the length of time as as Ghostlight, but um, yeah. So there's a there's a. Don't hear from us again, but it might just be a little different. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what we expected. Um, I know in the last episode we talked about it a lot um, and one of the major points that we hit on was the company itself and that ties into a little bit of what Cliff was saying earlier about your plans for the company mm-hmm. that it would be actors first mm-hmm. um, and that we we all noted the camaraderie in each and every one of these casts yeah. um, that um it has become so infused into the company yeah. and the mission that it shines through even without your guidance or with very minimal guidance. Yeah. Uh, I recounted a moment in the auditions for this very show where coming back felt like coming home. Mm-hmm. I was ecstatic to see you. I was over the moon to see Jen and Amy. But... Uh, our our new assistant stage manager turned actress, uh, Delenn, yeah, fit into that mold yeah. just so well that you went to the restroom or to talk to Cat about something, and the environment didn't change. Right, right. And that's a feat of work mm-hmm. um, that you all make look effortless. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've, I've done a lot of event planning and very often the, the clearest way to see what a company is is for the boss to step out of the room mm. and to not appear to be important. Yeah. Not that I am important, but you know I'm just another schmuck walking in off the street with a beard. Um, and to see somebody who you couldn't have been training Delenn for months before nope. the show. Just met her, I think. It was, was I yeah. When I saw you at it was yeah. It was pretty clearly like you you had spoken briefly and already imparted the core mission of the right. company mm-hmm. to such a way that it had been ingrained already. Yeah. Is such a testament to the company. Yeah, and I don't. I'm not sure we had that right out of the gate. I think you know, Cat laid a foundation for all of us, uh, Cliff and myself included. I think she, she really set the tone um, right in the beginning. But we learned so much, and I think it wasn't until Hamlet in like what was it 2016, or whatever, where we really we learned so much about how to build ensemble. Cat's always been amazing at building ensemble casts, but like it goes beyond just the cast, right? It's like the whole team, and uh, you know, I. We, we learned so much about setting expectations and communicating in a healthy way with everyone and, and just leaving, creating a space where people can take risks and talk about challenges and feel all the feels, uh, you know. I, I think we've come a long way, and it's, it's nice to hear you yeah. say that, that we've, we've managed to create more than just the performances. We've created an organization or community of people who feel like this is home, right? And this is, the, we are all friends. We're not just working on the show together. And I would say that uh, it's, I agree with Kay that, you know, Kat really did set those expectations. And, and one of the things both of the two of them are very, very good at is right out of the gate, setting expectations. 
um, and having the difficult conversations when expectations are not met. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would give as much credit to that to you and other yeah, returning absolutely. cast members um, who, 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 uh, and then set that, you know, you buy into something and then set that expectation because, you know, cast, cast members don't necessarily look to the production team for atmosphere and for uh, the etiquette culture. of the company. <laughs> they are the culture of the yeah. company. They look to the other cast members. And, um, That's a really good point, Paul. And so I don't know if we have been very lucky with who we've picked or if we've just done a really good job picking people or what, but I, I would put it as much credit with the cast and, and not our, and past, past members of the board who have also set those, you know, behavioral standards. Yeah. So I think a lot of that stems from love too. And a lot of mm-hmm. that is very evident in, uh, especially the three of your interactions together. Um, it's, it's very clear I'm the camaraderie there in every interaction. Um, but I guess let's move on to the topic at hand because we've talked about how the beginning of the show yeah. relates to the beginning of the company and we've talked briefly about the end of the company and it not dissolving into a flaming financial wreck. <laughs> um, but a lot of the show, the Book of Will, yeah. is centered on the friends of William Shakespeare <laughs> after he's dead and gone and taking the pieces of what he laid out and making it something that lasts I guess what do you see or what do you hope comes from the ghost-like players moving into the future what's (sighs) what's the one thing that really feels like if this happens if this goes we did we did something right. Uh, mm-hmm. no, go ahead. I, well, I I I was gonna say I don't know. We're not trying to create a legacy mm-hmm. like um, a theater that's in existence for a hundred years. You know, like uh, you know, every even many theaters started off very small and many die off, and then some. You know, you suddenly see a community theater or a professional theater that's now on their hundredth anniversary. Uh, I don't think that was ever our goal per se. Um, those conversations did sort of come up at some time. Um, but I think uh, what I would be pleased to see is um, knowing that we made theater accessible to people in a way that it wasn't accessible to them before, either as an audience member or as an actor. Um, I love it when we have had new actors um, say, oh, I've never done this before, but I want to try it. And, and, and watching Kat uh, work with them to help them, give them the tools to succeed. Um, and, and just an appreciation that you can do hard work without making it hard. So. Yeah. I, uh, you know, when we first started, I think we wanted to focus things on the performance and, uh, you know, the actors in the performance. And, you know, my favorite part of what I do here at Ghostlight is helping people just create this beautiful performance. And, you know, I, I guess I could say that, you know, if, we, if people thought, oh, Ghostlight, you know, a community theater, but the level of execution and, and performance was so much higher than what we would expect. But that's not really the answer. And I think my answer to your question is it's, Ghostlight has already given me way more than I ever would have 
going to start crying now, Chris. Ah, more than I would have thought in the beginning. <clears throat> Around a goal, right? Like, like that's what we thought our goal was, or I did, you know. And it, and it was, and I hope that we accomplished that. But, like, the people, it's all about the people for me. <clears throat> and the people and the friendships that I've made and I've, you know, the people I've met and the experiences that I've had working on these shows is so much more than I could have imagined. Like, I never thought it would make, you know, like, Amy, and I'm going to forget people, but Jen and Amy, you, and just people that I never would have met otherwise, and, like, I hope that I'd remain friends with forever. And, like, that means more to me than any legacy that we could possibly, you know, have, even if we close the company and, and all that. So... Uh, I'm kind of cheating your your question with a with an answer, but that's that's how I feel about it. I wouldn't even say <clears throat> cheating. I, I I think you see a lot of that in in the show as well. Yeah. Obviously, they end the show yeah. with the first folio of William Shakespeare, but the show's not about the book. Right. It might be called the Book of Will, but it's a show about a family. Right. Right. And it's a show about these people. Yeah. And I think, if nothing else, uh, Ghost Like Players is about the people. Yeah. It's a family, like you said. It's good people. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll always be drawn back. (laughs) No matter what back is, we'll find a way. Yeah. Or like Hotel California. Yeah. You can check out anytime. Yeah. You can never leave. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for yeah. your time. Thanks for joining me for this conversation. <clears throat> um, sorry again for making you cry. Damn you, Chris. But I <laughs> told you I was going to do it. So. I would tell you to keep that a secret so as her stage manager image wasn't shattered, but it's so too late. It's, it's on the podcast. Hey, yeah. you were getting a little misty-eyed. I saw you. That's uh, but I'm, I'm, the, sen- I'm the sensitive one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a production of Ghost Life Players. Players. A non-profit a theater troupe from Marlboro, Marlboro Massachusetts. Massachusetts. If you liked what you heard here, you'll, you'll love, love the other things we make. Visit www.ghostlightplayers.com. Or find us on the newfangled social media at GLLSlayers. Bye. Ciao. Exit stage. Adieu, adieu, See ya. remember me or whatever.